G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, last night I had a wonderful privilege of sitting in on a presentation of the findings of the latest research into faith and belief in Australia. The findings are fascinating. And in light of the release of census data that's coming in the next month or two and details of the National Church Life Survey that will come out a little later this year, this research is a powerful snapshot of perceptions of Christians and of the Christian church in Australia. Now, it was commissioned by Olive Tree Media on the back of their research called Towards Belief some years back that sought to identify the big questions that Aussies ask and the belief blockers that Aussies have towards God. Well, Christian leader, documentary maker and social commentator Carl Fays is the CEO of Olive Tree Media. Uh, He was on hand for a presentation that I say I was privileged to be part of last night and he's joining us for a brief insight into the findings. Hello, Carl Fays. Welcome back to 2020. Neil, thank you. It's great to be with you. Well, Carl, there's so much in the findings from the research, so we can only really scratch the surface a little bit today. But I must say my overall impression as you began to talk about this research that was done by McCrindle Research and uh, one of the McCrindle presenters on hand to discuss the facts and the figures and crunching the numbers. But I must say the overall impression that I get was that not everything is negative. We seem to be uh, bombarded by negativity about Christians, about the church this day, but uh, but not all things are negative, Carl. No, not, not at all, Neil, and that, that's the great thing about the research. And when we did it the first time five years ago, and then this is a repeat with some added questions, and there, there was a sense, because I think you're right, I mean, there are people in, outside the church in the wider community whose um, motivation is to make the church look as bad as possible and Christians. And then there are those within the church with their own motiv- motivations who basically seek to do the same thing for, you know, particular reasons of their own. And so we end up walking around thinking, well, we believe in Jesus and and we like our local church, but gosh, nobody else does. When you get to the research, it's actually way more positive both inside the church, but also within the wider community about what people think of faith and the church. And you know what's impressive is that the things that uh, people perceive in the broader community uh, which actually put the church into a good light is not necessarily to do with the people in church themselves, but their perceptions of Jesus, uh, a uh, a God of love, of hope, care, truth, and strength. These are the sorts of things that colour Jesus, and uh, therefore then colour the perceptions of people in church. Absolutely, and 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 so that Jesus actually has. Um a strong resonance with the community. I think one of the things we have to be careful on that with, Neil, is that um, I often wonder whether people believe Jesus as in they read carefully the Bible and kind of figure out what who Jesus is, who he said he was, except what he held to. There's some of that. <laughs> to be frank, there's some of it which is people projecting onto Jesus what they think he should be. 
And so the idea, but, but certainly love is the key concept that people hold to about Jesus. But there's a wider sense that even, even though people, there's not everybody said, oh, Jesus is important to me. There was a wider concept that Jesus is important to our wider community and to our society. So that's, that's a great piece. But there's also the, there's a, there's a fairly positive response to Jesus. There's a fairly positive response to what people think the local church does and in areas of helping the needy, helping the poor, being there for those who need some help. You know, there's this idea that, well, I don't really need help, but if you do, the church is a good place to go. So there's that, but there's also the response to individual Christians. Well, when people ask, do you know Christians? A lot do. We'll get to that. But what are they like? And they're actually the top five attributes describing People who know Christians were all positive. Let's talk about some of the negatives, because obviously this is the sort of thing that Christian leaders are very interested in knowing. What are the negatives that people think about Christians, about the church? And of course, uh, anticipating that there'll be some census data that's going to come out and it might look different to usual. And it'll probably show a trend of numbers of people who identify as Christians going down. But let's talk about the numbers of Aussies who might be identifying with no religion. That number's growing, Carl. Yes, it is. And it has, I mean, the first census in, uh, I think it was 18-something, had um, no non-Christians. <laughs> like, yeah. everybody apparently was a Christian. In 1901, um, at the time of Federation, it was 96% said they were Christian. Now we're supposedly down to 61, but our research demonstrates that a more accurate number is actually 45. I won't go into all the, the details. And no religion sat at 22% in, in, the, uh, in the census. The figures out of McCrindle's research has it as higher, but what we're looking at is a projected growth. So there's a, there is a projected growth in no people who put down no, no religion. But even in that group, um, there are those who have a kind of a mixture of concepts. Uh, the, the, those who are sort of in the strident, atheistic, um, angry, <laughs> dismissive camp is still, for the bulk of Australia, still a fairly small percentage. Uh, and when we talk about that percentage, and I know that uh, there's lots of nuances, there's lots of uh, intricacies and sophisticated ways you can look at numbers, uh, but uh, only one in four Aussies really has an issue with Christianity. There's three in four who have some sort of either belief in Christ uh, or the things that he stands for. And so you've got people who are open and understanding of ethics and morals and values and religious freedom. Uh, so there's actually three quarters of Australians are, are quite open to, to to those sorts of concepts. Yeah, look, Neil, I think all of your listeners would be pleasantly surprised to know this. So one of the questions was, uh, so we, we looked at the, the question of being, is Christianity your will do 45% sort of say, yes, we had some sort of adherence. When they're actually asked directly, are you a Christian? Do you call yourself a Christian? Again, surprisingly, still 38% of Australians in research done just in the last couple of months across Australia, 38% said, I consider myself a Christian. Now, it's not a theological test. It's just a statement. (laughs) So there's a self-selecting. Then people were asked, as you say, where do you sit in a scale of minus one, you're very, very close. Basically, I'm not a Christian, but I believe everything Christians believe, to minus seven, which is, uh, you know, I'm angry, dismissive, and think Christianity is dangerous in our society. 
minus one to minus three is seen as warm, warm to faith and warm to belief. And most people would be surprised to know that 24% of people fitted into the warm category. So if you put those two numbers together, 38% say, I am a Christian. 24% say, well, I'm not a Christian, but gosh, I'm pretty lined up with your values. I'm, you know, I'm actually open to what you're saying. 62% of Australians are actually either calling themselves a Christian or are very close or not negative or warm to the things that we say. So if you were to kind of go out in the street, bump into people in the street, on this survey, six out of 10 people you bump into would actually be quite open to what you're talking about, which is a very surprising statistic. And when we talk about accuracy of surveys, uh, the sample that you have surveyed here uh, via McCrindle Research is actually a pretty good sound sample that gives you a wide cross-section understanding of what Aussies are typically like. Yeah, in the world of research, uh, if you're over, for it to be taken seriously, A, you need to get over 1,000 people, and B, that 1,000 people needs to be representative across the country. And McCrindle's research, if anybody wants to go to uh, the website, uh, faithandbelief.org.au, you can for free download the PDF, the last of of all 54 pages of the research results. The last four pages actually give you the outline of who fills out what that 1,000 people, 1,029. This is research that can be taken seriously and and has has real veracity within the community. And I'll give that website address again in just a moment for those who might like to download the whole document. And let's go, though, to some more negative things. Uh, Let's talk about the belief blockers, Carl. Uh, What is standing in the way of those ones who are saying uh, they're non-Christians? What's standing in the way from them exploring Christianity? Yes, well, I don't think anybody will be surprised by the belief blockers. Um, So there's blockers in two areas. One is kind of the church and how it functions, and one is in what we believe. Uh, For those people, we split the the outcomes out, and we, we wanted to know that what are the people who are open so those who are not Christians, who are open to change their mind, uh, what, what, what stands in their road to kind of, you know, because for, for those who are non-Christian and not open, you know, to be frank, Neil, everything blocks them. What we discover is that the, the highest blocker at 33% is the church's view on homosexuality. And, uh, and so it's not just that whether we believe in same-sex marriage or not, it's the whole ethic that says our sexual morality says that's not a relationship that is best for humanity and that falls out the best outside of the parameters of what's best for people under what the bible teaches us that's a big blocker in a lot of people's minds things like judgment and um you know the the idea that there's hell and, and judgment and it sits at about the 24 so there are those things even even the perceived role uh um the perceived um role of women within the church yeah that sits at about 20 percent i think it was so you've got this sort of mix there on the other side where it's talking about the churches um the church itself as an institution uh the highest 57 percent is is actually church abuse and that's not surprising given the last 10 years within australia and western culture and and so which, which is just awful but church abuse and then number two not surprisingly again is hypocrisy 
And so those are the things that are that are, are the red lights, the difficulty for people who are seeking to consider Christian faith and belief. And Carl, when we talk about the negatives, uh, the attitudes to homosexuality, uh, the condemnation, uh, the church abuse issues, all of those sorts of things, there's a temptation for some to say, well, why doesn't the church adjust and uh, yeah. come into line with the community expectation? But of course... Uh, we've got God in the picture, and the way we adjust is not necessarily uh, to those things that have people's perceptions that might be negative about the church. How do you describe the way that churches need to respond to these sorts of negatives? Well, a couple of things to say. One is we, we've never believed that Christian faith is a, the end result of a democratic process. <laughs> this, is, right. this is not a popularity contest. Uh, we actually believe that God has spoken to us. He's spoken to us through his word, and he's spoken clearly about how we should live and how we should behave. Uh, and so what we're trying to understand is in the context of our current culture, what is God saying about how we should live? Now, I, there's actually a well-known book that's uh, well, it's not that well-known, I guess. It's a book written by an Australian author. He looks at the major blockers. He calls them belief killers, um, one of which is materialism, the other which is the church's attitude to homosexuality. And his result, his, his outcome is, so I think the church needs to change its view. And I just think that is so wrong. And and when, it's not about a popularity contest. And even if you go back to the 1960s and 70s, a guy called Ross Douthat, who's written a book called Bad Religion, and looks at it looks at American faith within the Christian church within America and its decline. And he actually makes a point that one of the ways that people dealt with the first sexual revolution, that the you know the the kind of flower power movement, uh, you know, the introduction of the contraceptive pill, the change in sexual ethics, which is just a radical change across the world, especially in America. He said at that point, there was groups of churches that accommodated to that moral change, which basically said, look, God doesn't care if you sleep together. That's okay. Now, that sounds like a winner. That sounds like, gee, you can go to church and you can live sexually the way the rest of the community does. And what he said was the denominations that went down that track declined prodigiously so in the end it's it's it in the end it's not what we stand for it's not what we're meant to do and it doesn't actually give you the outcome that you think it's going to give you well i'm going to give the website in just a few moments and as a little bit of a carrot uh, for listeners to go on to the website and check out some of this uh, research findings in detail there are some details about what are the top attractors mm. to christianity to religion to spirituality and there are three that are listed there there's also a list of what are the top repellents uh, to christianity or religion and spirituality so i'll uh, leave that for listeners to uh, go online and to check out those themselves. Uh, but just in these last couple of minutes, Carl, uh, I mentioned at the beginning, uh, the overall impression I got uh, hearing the findings was that this is not all negative. There are yeah. some great things. In fact, uh, it's almost every Australian, 92% of Aussies know at least one Christian. Hey, that's a positive, isn't it? Yeah, and it is. I mean, there's two ways of looking at that too. Is that that, that means that 8%, which is 1.5 million Australians, don't know a Christian. So that, that's intriguing. But still, 92% do know Christians, yeah. And one of the things that you were bringing to the fore uh, in the group last night was this idea that local churches need to lift their profile because oftentimes oh, yeah. the people who are most likely to go along to your local church 
uh, those ones who are warm towards Christianity may not even know that you are there. And you might even feel prominent, but somehow or other you've got to get that profile up. Yeah, so you've got 92% of Australians that say they know a Christian. You know, it was, I forget what the percentage, I haven't got the figures right in front of me right now, that, you know, there's a few, about 10% that only know one, but lots of them know, you know, more than a dozen. But when you are asked, they know Christians, but when they are asked, so do what? how much do you know about your local church? 56% said nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all, Neil. And so, you know, I ran a church for 20 years, and I used to think our church was the center of the community. And the answer is, not so much. And so we're often kind of getting on Facebook. We're trying to, you know, live feed onto Facebook. We're, we're looking to send people overseas. We're, we're looking at national agendas around the, work, around the church. And all of those are good things. Nobody should stop doing them. They're all wonderful. But keep in mind that the person in the next street doesn't actually know that you're there. It's not that they've looked at your church, looked at your website, thought about what your bulletin says and thinks, I don't want to go. They don't. You don't even register. And so what the local church needs to do across Australia is to make sure that the reason people aren't coming is because they've chosen not to come, not because they don't know anything about you. So do not assume all of us in the church leadership have to stop assuming people know we're there. We have to go out there, letterbox drop, door knock. And they're so old hat things, aren't they, Neil? I mean, do we still do that? Well, one way of letting the community know that you're there is just basically meet your community, and that would be a fabulous first step. Keeping in mind that six out of the ten people, depending on where you live, but six out of the ten people will probably be positively disposed to what you're doing. Mm. Well, I want to point people to where they can get a hold of this research, and it might be a wonderful conversation that you'll have with friends later today. You might like to absorb this, digest it, and understand what's happening in Australia. Faithandbelief.org.au. Faithandbelief.org.au. And uh, you said, Carl, it's quite an extensive document that people can get a hold of. And I guess there's a, a summary document that will be easy to absorb as well, and lots of great yep. diagrams that describe things uh, in a way that's easy to uh, to make the, make sense of statistics. So, faithandbelief.org.au. Uh, great getting your insights once again. Carl Fays, who's the CEO of Olive Tree Media, commissioned this research through McCrindle Research. And Carl, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Have a great day. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.